I've officially been in Saudi for 12 days, so just under two weeks. In those two weeks, I have managed to get sick twice, have a birthday, go from the capital to like a small town. So many things have happened in the last two weeks. Let's get into some of it. So let me start from the very, very beginning. Um, Because a lot of people are like, how did you get there? Blah, blah, blah. Um, Because I know Saudi Arabia is about to open up a tourist visa, like at the end of the month. But obviously I'm here before that. So I've gotten lots of questions. Um, Basically, I work with like an ESL school in New York. Um, We have schools all over the world, which has been great because the people in my program are from all over um, Australia, UK. Like, it's really cool. Um, so it's a partnership with, um, like, my, my company and the Saudi government. Saudi government has pledged, like, a $100 billion, with a B, billion dollars, um, to growing their tourism industry um and one of the ways they want to do that is by investing in the people so they basically have like a scholarship fund kind of thing if you're american that's probably the closest you know to it Um, but they have like a scholarship fund set up that will take students from places like alula which is where i am um put them in you know, the U.S., the U.K., or Australia for a year to take language classes and then send them off um, either for a four-year degree, like a bachelor's, a master's, something vocational, or some type of diploma in fields like um, archaeology, tourism, um, transportation, agriculture so they're really like trying to get their kids educated bring them back and use um, their new brain power from these foreign countries to grow the industry it's smart as hell so that's basically what the program is what that means for me is my company sends them us sends them teachers from their schools in the U.S., U.K., and Australia to basically pre-prep them for, you know, ESL classes um, in their host countries. So we're, like, teaching them a bit about our countries, um, the things we say, slang, idioms, that kind of stuff. Um, And then they go out and they do their thing, and they are amazing. Um, So we get to come in. Uh, we get pretty much free everything. Like my flight was paid for, my flights for after. So after this, I'm going to Oman that was paid for. Um, they, and I'm leaving out of Bahrain. So that was paid for. Um, I didn't have to come out for anything. They paid for insurance. They're paying for the hotel at the hotel. They pay for the mini bar, the laundry, um, 
the food and we get like a stipend every week for like $200. So on top of like our pay and free everything, we get $200 in spending money a week, um, which basically ends up just going back in our pocket, honestly, because I have been here for two weeks. I have spent exactly zero dollars. <laughs> I spent zero dollars like um, at all. So thank you, Saudi government, for the money. Anyway, <clears throat> so when I first got here, uh, I flew in to Dubai. So from New York straight into Dubai. I landed, it was super hot, I had to switch terminals, sorry, I did say I was sick, right, (laughs) so I switched terminals in Dubai, and I got on a Saudia plane, Um, and what I'm about to say is going to be so unpopular, but I don't even care, I think I like Saudia better than I like Emirates, it's such a good airline, people are so nice, like, It was so good. Anyway, um, from there, I went up to to Riyadh, which is the capital. And I landed. They sent a car for me, which was great. So the car came. The guy took my luggage. Uh, I went and checked into my hotel. I ended up having to stay at a different hotel from everyone else because the hotel, they all stayed at the Holiday Inn and it was completely booked. I stayed at another hotel around the corner and I loved my hotel. It was so, so good. It had like a whole living room area and then like a separate bedroom area. It was really nice. Um, And I, my friends joke that I have a friend in like every country, but I, I have a friend here. She's lived here for like six years. So I met her for dinner. Um, and we found like, she was like, oh, let's go to this like Italian place. And I was like, Italian? Like, so I've lived in Tunisia before. And like, it's just totally different. What tripped me out about Saudi Arabia, Riyadh in particular, because I don't see it as much here, but I'll catch you up next week about my trip to Jeddah. But Riyadh has so many, like, American slash foreign chains that I recognize. So, like, I saw, like, Carrefour, which is a really, really popular, uh, a really, really popular supermarket um, from France, I want to say, um, and then they had all the food, like, Krispy Kreme was down the street, they have a Italy, they have, like, so many, like, IHOP is, like, high-end KFC Dunkin' Donuts, it trips me out, <clears throat> because I've been to other Arab countries, but they haven't always had all of the, um, foreign chains that I have home. And I tend to not eat there, but it's something about having them near me that it gives me a sense of comfort, you know? So I was really happy to see that. Not the point. Anyway, I hopped in an in a Uber. I met my friend. We went to this Italian place. 
I don't remember the name, but I'm going to look for it because it was so amazing. Um, the chef is apparently Italian. We had like, um, some calamari, which was not my favorite calamari, but they had this dip. It was like jalapeno based. It was just so good. It wasn't super spicy. It had like just a small kick to it, but it was just so good. Tasted like it might've had like some mint in it as well. It was really, really good. Um, and we had like a tomato salad, some gnocchi with fried cheese and truffle ravioli. Like we ate so good. She didn't even let me see the bill. So I don't know what it was, but it was really good. And then we walked down to Italy and we had, um, just some gelato and guys, it was lit. Like I was like, look at Saudi Arabia. One of the things I did notice, though, especially in Riyadh, um, a lot of the women there, I don't know if, like, it was because the restaurant we went to was kind of like a scene. So, like, the point of a scene is to be seen. Um, but, like, a lot of the women did not have on the cobs. Um, and they were super nice. Like, when we were leaving, one of the girls stopped me and she was like, oh hey, like, you know, I don't know if you saw, but I was, like, staring at you in the restaurant because I love your braids, like, where are you from? And so, like, she and I had, like, a quick little conversation. Um, <clears throat> and I noticed, like, again, I don't know if it's because it was, like, a scene and the point is to be seen, um, but I noticed a lot of the women were not wearing black abayas. They were wearing all of these beautiful, beautiful, beautiful colors. And I'm like, yo, what the hell? Like, I didn't know I could have something that wasn't black. I I got the black abaya rule. But what I'm noticing is like you don't it doesn't have to be black. Um and you can have like a pullover one. So the one I have is a pullover one. But a lot of women have like these um like open front ones. So it almost looks like a, a like a kimono. Um and it's so beautiful. I can't wait to go to Jeddah next week because I'm going to go buy some more Abayas because they are so, so, so beautiful. Um, <clears throat> so that was Riyadh. Um, but I was only there for a night. <laughs> the next day I had to get up and fly to um, Alula. So Alula is like this like small town. Like I could tell it was small. Because when we got off the airplane, there were no terminals attached to the actual airport. So you couldn't, like, walk out of the thing and into the terminal. You had to get on the bus, which takes you literally, like, like I literally, it's like a little U-turn. And it takes you to the door. And as soon as you walk in the door... There's the conveyor belt with your luggage, which is already coming off the plane. Like, your luggage literally beats you there. Um, and you walk right out the door. Like, there's, it's a very small airport. Something that they're going to have to change because the point of us coming to Alula was this is one of the cities that they want to build up in terms of tourism. So I think that they're going to have to eventually get um, a bigger airport out here. But anyway, Alula's really cute. It's like, it's 
I don't want to say super old, but it's probably like three to four thousand year old ruins that we pass like every day on our way to and from work. Um, and that blows my mind a little bit because I'm like, wow, like just passing by these ruins on my way to work. Like, what's up? You know, it's it's just mind blowing. I think um, Alula's claim to fame is basically like it has the largest open air museum in the world. Uh, and it has like this elephant rock. It's a rock that literally looks like an elephant. It's very cool. Um, and yeah, it's a really cute city. It's like 30,000 people here. So it's not like tiny, but it's not huge. Um, I imagine it's the kind of place where everybody pretty much knows everybody still with 30,000 people. You know what I mean? Um, because there are a lot of things it looks like, like lots of stores and restaurants and things. But when you ask students like, oh, where should I go? Like, what's the hot spot here? And they're like, they all say the same things, you know? So I imagine it's a place where everybody kind of knows everybody. The first thing that they told us about the resort that sold me was that it was in a buyer-free zone, meaning I don't have to wear my abaya, which is the black dress thing that you wear. I will talk about that a little later because I actually am all about an abaya now. Like, I love it. But the first thing that sold me was that. What did not sell me was they were like, oh, there's a buffet. I'm almost like, oh, buffets are trash. Okay, so that's what I that's what I knew coming in. Also knew that we each had our own room, so that was nice because we're here for six weeks. So I was like, well, I don't really care what it looks like because I have my own room. I brought enough stuff to make me feel comfortable at the end of the day. So whatever, I don't care. But baby, when we pulled up to this resort. Because literally, like, we were driving in the middle of the desert. It's nighttime. So we're driving in the middle of the desert. And then all of a sudden, you just see all of these lights, like, pop out around these rocks. And in my head, I'm like, wow, that looks so dope. I wish we were going there. Imagine my surprise when we pull up. I was like, oh, this is us? We we going in here? Oh, yes, we were. Okay. So we pull up. <clears throat> we pull up and you know of course they take our passports first and then they're like well let's run you up to your rooms so you can you know put your stuff in and then come back down for dinner so I'm like oh, okay so like um I'm like well where does because if you if you look at it like we we rolled up and it's like this round <clears throat> building is reception but it looks like a tent and I'm like oh and so like we roll through <clears throat> we get on the bus to come up to the rooms so we go like up this little hill and I'm like oh my god this is so cute so basically all of the rooms are designed like little tents and like they're like kind of connected but they are tents um well they look like tents because if you come in to one like, and you put, so the walls are, like, this plush material, 
<clears throat> you push on it, there's a wall there. So they're not literally tents, but they're designed to look like them. And the rooms are so, so, so amazing. And all of the rooms open up into this big sand pit with like all of these chairs and like it's really 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 nice um and then we go down for dinner and I'm like uh this dinner because it's about to be trash because it's a buffet baby I walk into this buffet they have lobsters for us they have crabs for us they have mussels for us they have these I don't even like pasta like that. Like, I'll eat a little ravioli or something, but I'm not a pasta head. The pasta here is so good. Like, I'm already big. I'm about to get bigger here. Like, the food is good. So good. Um, and they have, like, you know, like, hot food, obviously. But then on the side, also, we all eat soup every day because the soup here is so good. Um, every day everyone's like, Ooh, what's the soup? What's the soup? Because there are two. And so we can only choose one at a time. All of it's so good. Um, the other day I was so sick, but I really wanted soup. I walked my happy ass all the way down there just to eat the soup and like the cheese bread to go with the soup. Oof. Oh, not playing. The food is so good. And then they have like a salad bar area and the salad bar area is super dope because it has everything that you could think of. It has, like, tabbouleh. It has, um, <clears throat> like, um, like the eggplant mash. They have hummus. They have, like, cucumbers, olives. They have a feta salad. They have a tomato salad. Like, it's really, really good. Like, you could create your own salad based on the stuff there, too. And then, of course, they have a dessert bar, and that's to die for. But the food here is so good. I feel like a hater because I really came in like, eh, this food's about to be trash. And they definitely made my made me eat my words because the food here is so, so, so good. And when I go home, I'm going to be so sad because this resort in general. And I guess overall the program has spoiled me a bit because – definitely we don't have to pay for anything so we can eat the food and drink the drinks out of the mini bar but it's Saudi so remember that we're dry the sort of mini bar is mostly water um we have like free laundry like the laundry service is so good like I when I say they wash and iron my t-shirts and my socks I'm out here like wow when I go home who's gonna do this because it's not gonna be me <laughs> so you know I'm already spoiled um so speaking of buffet let me let me circle back around to work because food leads into work so work here our schedule is 3 to 10 um so 3 p.m to 10 p.m um, so by the time we get home, it's like 1030, 1045. So we basically have lunch at or dinner at like 11 o'clock at night, <laughs> um, which is not bad because for the most part, we have, you know, dinner at like 11. Um, I've been sick the last couple of days, but I know like some of them hang out. They go to the pool, whatever, after dinner and then chill because we don't have to be to work till three o'clock. So it's actually 
like kind of nice because you do have some chill time and that is just always so pleasant (laughs) um so yeah so um only bad thing is it's a like a 40 minute drive into work um which isn't great but it does give me some hype music time you know play a little cardi uh before I get to work hype me up um we have some really awesome I have some really awesome students I really like my students um I will say that for my students I think this program is a culture shock in their own country but I'm hoping that it preps them for what they will experience when they're in their host country. So let me, let's get into it. Let me tell you about my hospital adventure today. Um, so mostly what I've been doing is coming back to the hotel, even coming back from work, hotel, work, hotel. And the hotel, like I said, has like shisha, it has a pool. It's nice. Like there is a whole like campfire theme thing in the back. It's really nice. What I will say though is it's a lot of dust because we're in the desert. Um, and that is what has led to me sounding like a crazy frog person. Um, <clears throat> so we have, so I've been sick for like the last three or four days. So I went to the hospital today because my throat <clears throat> is killing me. And I was also, I also had like this, the cooties, like nose running, watery eyes, like the whole shebang pull up to the hospital and it's really like I'm from New York so like it was really small for me but like you walk in dude takes my passport they spelled my name wrong which kind of pissed me off because I gave you my passport and you spelled my name my name is J-O-Y like I don't care what language we speak fam three letters is easy so why you spell my name wrong they spell my name G as in giraffe, G-O-E-Y. So I'm still I'm still salty about that. But anyway, I, they sent me to triage. In triage, they just check my vitals, basically. And then they sent me back to the female-only ER. Um, female-only ER, the doctor spoke English. You know, she checked my throat, was like, nauseous. Like, you gotta... Oh, one of the things I like, and I don't know if we got it from them or they got it from us, but... Um, the nurses call each other sis like they call each other sister I thought that was so cute because you know as black women we always call each other sis like you know in terms of endearment and they they do it as well here I thought that was really cute Um, maybe it's just this particular team of nurses I don't know but that was my observation and I thought it was cute Um, so that being said came back and <clears throat> I will say that, like I said, they the nurses all wear white with the white niqab. Um, pharmacies are separate. Waiting rooms are separate. But, like, she literally, like, I got this um, barcode when I checked in. I took the barcode to triage. She scanned it, took my vitals, put it in. Took that same barcode to ER. She scanned it, put everything in. 
including my medicine, was like, go to the pharmacy, walk down to the pharmacy, gave them the barcode. You know what was there? What was ready? My medicine. Yes. Thank you, Saudi. Took my medicine bag. Dude was like, you know, because when I walked up to the pharmacy, it was a couple people there. So I was just like, you know, ahalan wasahalan, you know, marhaba. I mean, like, what's up, fam? Hi, y'all. Hi, y'all. Hi, y'all. And so when he came up to me, because there's a lot of black Saudis, but when he came up to me, he tried to speak Arabic. I was like, no, no, no. I know you heard how I just said that. I don't sound like I speak Arabic. Please, sir, give me some medicine. So he was like, oh, American. <laughs> oh, American, no problem. <laughs> I was like, damn. Um, so he gave me the medicine. He told me how to take it. It's important to note that the stickers that he put on my medicine with instructions and what he said were not the same thing. So I hope I don't die. But <clears throat> he gave me the medicine. And in all of this, no one asked me not one time for my medical insurance. I have medical insurance because they paid for it. But no one asked to see a card. No one asked to see nothing. They just took your girl. And let me tell you, as someone who has been sick for days, who uses her throat for work, and who just wanted to get better, I appreciated that so much. Um, oh, and my birthday. So let me, because shout out to everybody here. I was not going to tell anybody here that it was my birthday because we, I, I would have only been here. By the, by the time my birthday came around, I would only been here two solid days. So I was like, mm, I'm not going to tell anyone that it's my birthday. Like we have a lot to get done because school starts on Sunday here. So we have a Sunday to Thursday work week. And my birthday was on Saturday. So it's the day before. And like we have to get so much done. So I was like, I'm not going to tell anyone it's my birthday. And we talked about birthdays, um, I want to say on Thursday night. And I avoided it. And I was just like, boop, boop, boop. And I, I like avoided it, snapped back to another conversation. Um, and then Friday night, I don't know, we were all around the dessert bar, like cutting a cake and it was like mad hard to cut this cake. And they were like, oh, da, 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 oh when's your birthday? When's your birthday? And then it was like, Joy, when's your birthday? And I was just like, uh, I was going to lie. I was going to lie like hell, but I couldn't think of another date. I don't know why. Cause I was like, I can't say anything too soon because then they're going to, I was just like, all right, my birthday's tomorrow. And they were like, no, like, really? And I was like, really, it's tomorrow. <laughs> and so it was really cute. So that night when we were doing shisha, they, like, found a candle. It was, like, a little tea light. And they got, like, some snicker bars and some shisha. And, like, they sung me happy birthday, like, at midnight. And it was super cute, like, because for me, like, I literally wasn't even going to tell them. And then they pop up, like, with a little tea light and some Snickers. Snickers is my favorite. Shisha is my favorite. Like, thank you. And it's midnight. We're in the desert, like, smoking, looking up at the stars. It was amazing. Like, all things are amazing. So um, then we had to go to work. We spent a couple hours at work doing work things, setting up classrooms, making sure everything's right, getting bags done for the students. Uh, and then they had like a little cake for me that night. And that was really, really sweet. Um.
want to talk about some of the things that I've noticed. I noticed a lot of niqabs here, um, which was very weird at first. Now it's normal. <laughs> so normal. I mean, even in the hospital, the, the nurses, they wear all white with white niqabs, you know, like, so for me now it's normal, normal. Um, and, but I think a lot of people talk about abayas and niqabs, but no one really talks about the fact that the men here also wear soaps, which are like these white, like pullovers, long sleeve pullovers that men wear with a red scarf. Uh, I can't remember what it's called, but, uh, women dress traditionally and men tend to as well. Um, while sometimes you might see a guy not in a thobe, it's much, much, much more common to see one in a thobe than not. I think it's also important to note that even when they're not in a thobe, they still tend to dress pretty conservatively. It's not like they're walking around, you know, abs out, short shorts. Like they still tend, one of my students didn't wear one the other day and he still came to school with some jeans and a sweatshirt, you know. Um, so I think that the theme in Saudi Arabia just tends to be that people are more conservative. Um, and in saying that, I will say that when I was in Riyadh at that restaurant, what I did notice was that it was a bit more liberal, is, is the word that I'm going to go with. It was a bit more open you know like they had music playing um women and again I don't know if this is because it was a scene so like the point is to be seen or if because it's the capital they're less conservative although I've heard that Riyadh is actually much more conservative than say Jeddah but um so I'm excited to go to Jeddah this weekend but I will say that what I one thing I did see was that um, the women at the restaurant were not in these traditional black abayas. They were actually in these really beautiful, colorful abayas. Um, not one of them had on a niqab. And honestly, that tripped me out a little bit because I am already so used to seeing women in them. That seeing women without them, like a restaurant full of women without them, I was very surprised about that. Um, and so instead of wearing a niqab, they'll just wear a scarf like very loosely around their head, like around their hair. Um, but their face is obviously visible. Um, with a bias also, like you can have like a pullover one, but I've noticed a lot of women wear like these really pretty open ones, almost like a kimono. Really, really nice. Can't wait to go to Jeddah because I'm going Abaya shopping because the program also pays for my Abayas. So I might get like two more um, really pretty ones that I like that I can wear home um, when I feel Saudi sick. Um, I will say Riyadh as a city, I don't know what I was expecting. I've lived in the Arab world before um, in Africa. So it's not, you know, quite the Middle East. 
but I've lived in Arab countries before and Riyadh was a little, I don't want to say surprising because I knew it was a city and I hate when people think because it's not Western. Um, there were quotation marks there if you couldn't hear them in my voice because I'm a little sick. So I don't know if you could hear my quotation marks. But when some place isn't like Western enough and or Western um, and people are like, oh, well, it must not be a city. It must not be advanced. And I'm like, it's hella advanced. Like Riyadh is amazing. I pressed Princess Noor University. That university is so beautiful. It's huge. I'm trying to get a job there. Like, it was so, so, so beautiful. Um, The city itself was really nice. Like, lots of tall glass buildings. Lots of construction. So the one thing I didn't like was how much traffic it was. But that's just, traffic's a thing now. It's traffic everywhere. But um, that would be, like, my one, like, downside to Riyadh was the traffic. But honestly, super nice people. Uh, When we were leaving the Italian restaurant, this girl stopped me, and she was just kind of like, oh, like, I really love your braids. Like, you know, where'd you get them from? Are you from here? Blah, blah, blah. And we were talking, and she'd gone to New York, and she was like, oh, I got my hair braided in Harlem when I was there. Like, you know, it was really nice. Um, Yeah, so Riyadh, I think as a city, was just super dope. I don't think I've really had Saudi, Saudi food yet. Um, And I will say that the group has, but the first time they did, that was when I went out with my friend in Riyadh. The second time they did, I was super sick. So I was just bedridden. I was like, no. Um... So I'm a, I'm a little sad, <laughs> but it's on my list. And like I said, we're going to Jeddah this weekend and I am doing all the things, especially because I have free money. I love free money um, and I have nothing to spend it on in Alula. So I'm definitely going to be spending it on my trip to Jeddah. Um, so, yeah. Uh, but the food here is really good. We had, like, paella. We've had, like, lobsters, mussels, shrimp. Um, and then, like, we've had, like, tons of lamb. I would say the only problem, not problem, but the only obstacle is because they have been super, super progressive and giving us classes where there are men and women in the same classroom. Because in Saudi, traditionally, men and women have vi- different spaces for for things. So think like in the U.S., like separate but equal, but actually. So, you know, like the, like, because today I had to go to the hospital, which, yeah. But like everything there was, you know, like women only waiting room, men only waiting room. Men only window to get your medicine, women only window to get your medicine. Um, in the airport, they have men-only lanes for, like, going through security, women-only lanes for going through security. So, everything is very separate, which is cool. I love it. Um, but it takes some getting used to. 
And I will say that our classrooms are super progressive because we do have boys and girls in the same classroom. I say men and women because they are like 19, 20, 21. Um, And some of them, some classes have started to mix a bit, meaning like doing activities where they're like mixed. Some have not. Um, I mixed all of mine on Thursday and I will say that my students were were a little apprehensive about it but they did do it and I didn't get any complaints about it um but I do know like the culture is different and so it is a major thing for them um so like I do have to commend my students because they are incredible um but it's is different. Um, I do like teaching here, though. Like, the students are super, super, super nice. It would have been nice to have, like, an, a girls-only class because I... Also, because I think we could have had a bit more fun. They wouldn't have needed to wear their niqab for the whole class. They could have even taken their abayas off, if I'm not mistaken, because it would have been only girls on the campus. But because the guys are there, it does make it a little bit harder. So speaking of the guys, I will say, because before I got here, I was like, oh, like women have to wear a bias and men don't have to wear anything. So that's not actually true. Like women wear like the black abaya and like some of the, well, a lot of them do wear the niqab, especially like I said out here. But I have noticed that the guys have to wear like a white robe too, like a white pullover it's called a sobe and then they wear like a red scarf on their head <clears throat> and it's almost like a uniform like guys wear it every day girls wear the black abaya every day um the only difference i think is that foreign men don't have to wear it whereas foreign women still have to wear an abaya but the people here still tend to wear it like all the time um I would say you know we have like 330 students I would say I've seen a handful of boys not wear it but it wasn't like every day like one of my students he wore it you know for like every day except one day I don't know maybe it was dirty or something because it is white I don't know how they keep it clean but um because like it's it's spotless it's crazy spotless white I don't even know how they keep it clean for real um I I really like my girls I also noticed like so the other day the boys had to go and take their pictures and I noticed like as soon as they left like the girls like ripped their niqabs off and like it was so cute because like I was like oh my god look at your pretty little faces because they all wear the niqab so it covers them pretty much from like the nose down and then from you know, like the top of your forehead down to your eyebrow. So for most of my students, I, most of my female students, I have had to distinguish them based on their eyes alone, which is hard, (laughs) hard as hell. But I've, I've managed to get some of it. And so that's good. Um, But I noticed, like, as soon as the boys left, like, they kind of took their niqabs off and, like, we were chatting. And I kind of, 
in a in a not rude way ask them you know like why they wore it and you know um I appreciate the girls in Saudi Arabia because they're really dope and they were like you know some of it's tradition some of it's um customs um you know like we're not supposed to show our face we're supposed to protect our face you know but they were also like I don't like wearing it (laughs) you know it gives me a headache and I I imagine it does because that top piece is held in place with elastic and that middle piece is also held in place with elastic and I imagine like that gives them headaches quite frequently it would give me one for sure um but they they're like really dope we like took some selfies or whatever um and yeah I just enjoyed chatting with them about like just some of the different things um in terms of culture that we see in our countries um because I think that a lot of places get these weird views on America based on media that they consume that is not representative of even a fraction of America you know like they think that we eat hamburgers and pizza every night and I'm like nah like we I mean like America's obese although Saudi Arabia is right under us in terms of the obesity rate but whatever um but like that doesn't mean we eat pizza and hamburgers every night like there's more to us than that you know just like there's more to Saudi Arabia than abayas and niqabs um and so I that was a conversation I really enjoyed having with my students but honestly like so far Saudi for me has been a very positive experience as a country the program not so not so much just because it's kind of unorganized and the American in me like really likes things to be really really structured but I also have worked in Arab countries before so I really really have let a lot of that fly but it's hard working with people who are like super western because they like to bitch about the lack of structure and I'm over here like inshallah guys like it is what it is this is where we are like I learned a long time ago whenever you making plans here just say inshallah because that just means like hopefully if everybody bought that shit like that's when it's gonna happen and sometimes it happens sometimes it doesn't whatever we got shisha like it is what it is that's how I feel about it so I don't take anything too serious um but so far it's just it's been a really positive experience I really enjoy the country um well that being said I think that is it for me on my first 12 days in Saudi um I'll definitely check back in after my uh journey to Jeddah this weekend um but this week there's a holiday on I don't know one of them days so we have Sunday and Monday off too. So we're going to Jeddah, going to the beach, we're going snorkeling, doing all that. I'm so excited. Um, So I'll check back in around the middle of next week to give you an update on how this week has treated me, how my meds go, 
um, and all of that. Thank you for listening.